Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Remenu Cherry Show. We're in almost kind of sort of was a little bit snowy Seattle. We still have snow by my house, but not when you come down here to Bellevue where the radio station is. But we had quite a bit of snow last night. Did you have any around your house, Eric? No, no. Oh. Down in Tacoma, it was uh, uh, just rain. Just rain. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a little bit of breeze. A little bit of breeze. <laughs> not so bad. But right. I, I think we're going to probably see some more of this chunky rain, but it doesn't look like it's going to stay stick around. So ah, well, which is I'm typical right for that. the Northwest. We <laughs> we don't get to, well. Last year we actually had snow for a couple of weeks. Yeah, we yeah, we had that cold bit. snap, and we may have another one. I know it's you possible. know it's only January, and some <laughs> right. we've had them up to March in the past, but right. Uh, I'm kind of hoping this year I don't have to shovel anything oh, really? and I don't have to spend the night next door at the hotel here at work. Yeah, you, know. you did that I, last year. <laughs> if it snows, if you could just keep it on the you know sides, on the people's yards, not in the street. That's all I ask. Well, I was very lucky. My neighbor- <laughs> Targeted snow. <laughs> targeted snow. You can put little signs out and we'll see how God delivers it to you. Um, I was very lucky. My neighbor who has moved now, he shoveled my driveway for me multi- without me even asking multiple nice times guy. last year. What a sweetheart. But he doesn't live next door to me anymore, so uh, my other neighbors hopefully are listening and are willing to <laughs> snow the, to shovel the driveway for hot chocolate. I might pour a little rum in there, maybe, <laughs> if you do an exceptionally good job. Yeah, so uh, that's Seattle for you, Some a little yeah. bit of snow. And we hope wherever you are in your part of the world that it's beautiful, that you're warm or cool if it's too hot where you are, and that you're having a beautiful day. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to interview amazing people, and so today I get to do that again. I'm interviewing Alan Cohen. He's the author of 24 popular imp- inspirational books. I'm kind of tired even thinking 24 books. After I've only written one, I'm telling you 24 is a lot, and CDs, including the best-selling The Dragon Doesn't Live Here Anymore, the award-winning A Deep Breath of Life, and the classic Are You As Happy As Your Dog, which is very funny. Alan sent me that um, not too long ago. It is a very funny book. He's contributing writer to the New York Times, number one best-selling series, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and his books have been translated into 24 foreign languages. His work has been featured on Oprah.com and in USA Today, The Washington Post, and 101 Top Experts. Ellen's radio program, Get Real, is broadcasted weekly on Hay House Radio, and his monthly column, From the Heart, is featured in in magazine. I can't talk very well today, sorry about that, and magazines internationally. Welcome to the show, Alan. Oh, it's always a delight to be with you, Marie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So speaking of one of your books, A Deep Breath of Life, I love this book. Thank you. And it's in its 15th edition. So a lot of people may already have this book. I'm a little slow behind the times, perhaps. But I just got this this book in the mail from one of my dear friends, Andrea, who you met briefly last year. And she reads from your book every single day. So I'm curious in what shape it's in, because it was probably the first edition. I might have to gift her a new one for her birthday. (laughs) Exactly. But she and I were together for the holidays. We had our own special Christmas, and she had me read um, the, the date, which was December 7th. And it was phenomenal. It's titled Flesh and Spirit, and it's about... Um, our our real family, our true soul family. It, it's 
absolutely gorgeous. Every page in here is absolutely beautiful. And what I really, it truly is. And when I was reading it, I loved how you wrote in here that one of the things that's really sad for us is the expectations that we put on ourselves regarding the family of origin that we might be disappointed about. Right. Right. Well, I think Wayne Dyer said that friends are God's way of apologizing for your family. Right. <laughs> and uh, to me, it's a light way of saying that uh, your true family is the family of spirit. And, of course, we have relationships with our blood family. But I think sometimes we outgrow them and we discover that there are people out there who match us on a soul level while our parents or siblings might not. And I think it takes a certain degree of spiritual confidence for each of us to gravitate to the people that we really love and truly want to be with rather than the people who are not so stimulating. Not that you shouldn't love them or honor them or respect them, but wouldn't it be wonderful if we had the guts to say, okay, this is my true soul family and this is where I want to be. And you call that spiritual confidence? I love that expression. I heard that from someone else, gaining spiritual confidence. Wow. Wow. Because it really is true. I mean, you have to make a decision. Am I going to spend all my holiday time with people that I don't enjoy, even though we share DNA? Yeah. Or am I going to go with confidence, as you so beautifully put, um, go out in the world and take a risk and meet some other people that might be vibrating in an energy that is more pleasing to me? And now's a good time to talk about this because we've just come through the holidays and maybe our listeners could each ask themselves in their heart, how how rewarding were my holidays? And right. if they were, bravo, keep doing it. And if not, ask yourself why. And usually it's because you're motivated, motivated by guilt and fear or obligation more than love, joy, and creativity. So you'll have another chance. The holidays will come around again <laughs> this year, most likely. Right. And, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if this year you made a vow to say, okay, well, follow my spirit this holiday season rather than my mind or my ego or my fear. Wow. I, I think that's completely true. You know how I do it is I, I feel way before the holidays, um, who do I want to spend time with? I don't like right. to spend a ton of time with my family of origin, um, but there's some years where I want to. And so I'll have a big party and I'll cook tons of food. And then we all have such a wonderful time together. Yeah. Yeah. And then the years I don't want to, I, I give myself that spiritual confidence, as you so well put it, to, um, to reflect on who I do want to spend time with. Because then everybody enjoys themselves. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be the season of joy, not the season of guilt. <laughs> right. uh, and I, I had some, a couple stood up at a workshop and said, oh, our Thanksgivings are always horrible. We always spend them with a family that we don't like, and it's boring, and people fight, and I can't stand it. And I, I said, how do you get together with these people? And they said, oh, we invite them to our house. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, do you have anything to do with that? Is there any choice on your part? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then the next year I got a, a letter from them saying that they went away for Thanksgiving yeah. instead of inviting all the relatives they didn't like. That's what I did. I did it. I kind of call that the chicken way out, but it's a really good chicken way out. Yeah, I, yeah. I would pack up my kids and we would go to Hawaii or Mexico or, you know, um, for some holiday and not be around so that I wouldn't have to make those hard decisions about who I was yeah. going to spend my time with. Good for you for taking care of yourself. That's the way to do it. Thank you. Thank you. So you also write on this page for December 7th, The Flesh and Spirit, that when we spend time with family members we don't enjoy, it's very painful. Yeah. Like from the soul's perspective, it's the pain is deep. Yeah. 
Well, you know, everything is vibration, as you know from your healing work. And, um, you know, as you grow spiritually, your vibration gets lighter and freer. And uh, when you're with somebody who's in a very dense frequency, it's harsh. It's, it's just very grating on you, not to make them wrong or judge them, but but the frequencies don't really match. And sometimes as you go spiritually, being in that kind of environment becomes even more painful because you're you're tuned to the contrast. So on one hand, it's bad because it hurts, but on another hand, it, it's liberating because you can say, wait a minute, I need to choose to be with people who are vibrational match to me. That's my next step. Wow. Well, that a lovely um, piece of writing that you did. It kind of goes into this other piece that you recently did, um, Trust Your Talent, and you were talking about um, um, Walt Disney and how he was, a, a, as a young man, this great illustrator. Well, nobody thought he was, but he, he loved to, to draw and to illustrate, and he wasn't getting published. Nobody was hiring him to do any work, and so he found himself penniless in a garage um, that was mice-infested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it looks like though he found a really good friend, which was a mouse. Right. And he actually called ended up calling the mouse Mickey. <laughs> right, 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 right. And so he found a, a place where he felt surrounded, where he could be in his soul place, where he allowed yeah. even more of his you know uh, magnificence to come through. Yeah. So, and that was his gift. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that it, it's it's like really following what you love is is imperative in terms right. of allowing all these talents to come forward. Well, you know, if you look at great people, they hardly ever fit into anybody else's box. And you, I mean, Steve Jobs quit college. He was not interested in college. And he wanted to um, design, he got into calligraphy, and that's how he got into designing fonts, which led him to Apple Computer and, and so forth and so on. And, you know, he had, and, and Bill Gates didn't finish college, and Larry, um, I think Larry Ellison of Oracle didn't finish college, and so and neither did Walt Disney. And all these people had to be true to their unique talents, and they ended up changing the world. And I guarantee you, if Steve Jobs had stayed in, in college and become an accountant or something like that, we... You know, you wouldn't have your iPod. So uh, <laughs> thank God that these people followed their, their gifts. Yeah, I, I, I love the story of Mickey Mouse because I literally can just see him entertaining himself, drawing his environment, which is what you wrote yeah. about, and then befriending this mouse, which is now a character for all of us. And it's yeah. something we commonly can understand no matter what part of the world we live in. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty amazing what can come out of of deciding what makes you happy and sticking to it. That's it. Right. You know, it's, uh, I think the German philosopher Goethe said, when you finally trust yourself, you will know how to live. Wow, wow. You also write in that article about Caesar Milan, um, who is the dog whisperer. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea that he came into this country as an illegal alien, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that his father paid some coyotes to help him take him across the border. Um, I think he was 21 years of age. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he didn't know English, and he was hanging out in a park, homeless and near homeless. And uh, he was good with dogs. And you see, when he was a child, when he was a boy, he used to hang out with dogs and his uh, his friends made him made fun of him. They called him El Pereiro, Dog Boy, and you know uh, they criticized him for his love of dogs. And then when he came to this country, people would come to the the public park, and he was good helping them wrangle their dogs. And 
one thing led to the next, and he was introduced to the wife of Will Smith, actor, and um, she kind of catapulted him to fame on and on and on. But the point is that you know he was actually pretty much homeless living in a park, but all he had was his talent, which was to uh, work with dogs and help train dogs. And, and his talent rose to the fore and made him great and helped a lot of other people with their dogs. So you just have to trust your talent. You have to trust that what's inside is going to work on your behalf. Right. And do you think that whatever talent a person may have, it's something that brings them joy that they're really attracted to? It's like they can't stop maybe thinking about it or wondering about it. Yeah, your talent is what takes you over. Mm. Um, I mean, you don't sit around and think about, well, my talent. Your talent calls to you. Wayne Dyer said the difference between inspiration and motivation is that motivation is when you take hold of an idea and inspiration is when an idea takes hold of you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if something keeps knocking at your door and bugging you and people keep telling you about this, you, you have to pay attention. It's the universe calling you to step into your power. Wow, wow. I, I can say that uh, in my talent, uh, you know, as we, just like your talent is writing and, and speaking to people and healing them through your words and your workshops and your coaching, which is beautiful, um, you know, mine has been around in, in a different form of the healing world as well. And and I didn't know that at all. Zippo, in fact, I give my ex-husband lots of credit because he forced me to go to nursing school. I mean, I could certainly write a novel about him that isn't very nice, which would serve no one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the truth is, he forced me to recognize he could sense something within me that I had no sense of myself at all. I see. Right? I see. So do you think that sometimes people, you know, that people who really you know, know us in a way that we don't know ourselves, that they can push us towards recognizing our talent. Because I can hear people who are listening to the show going, I don't have any talent. And I can hear them. Well, everybody has talent. There's no such thing as a person without talent. God wouldn't create you unless you had a talent. It may not be a Spielberg or a Jobs or Manny Cherry, but it's somebody, it's something inside you. The way you tell tell your talent is, one, it's fun to do. Two, you feel like you're in a timeless space when you're doing it. Three, people tell you they appreciate uh, your gifts uh, when you do. In other words, if, if, if the world is a better place for anything you're doing, whether it's mothering or pet training or writing or arting, then it's the universe is saying this is where you belong. And, you, you know, you just have to trust that. You, Get feedback from the world. The world will reinforce you for your talents. Wow. Uh, I think that's really beautiful. So if you were were not doing the current work that you're doing right now, what do you think you would be doing? Because I'm sure there's some things, you know, now that you've realized who you are and you've become proficient at writing and teaching and coaching, and have you ever thought about what else you might do in the world? Yeah, we... uh, D and I might open up Camp Bow Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What's Camp Bow Wow? Well, Camp Bow is a franchise of uh, dog um, dog retreats, and uh, I'm just kidding. But it was a big (laughs) acreage that opened up near her. We said, "We said, why don't we buy it and do Camp Bow Wow?" We love dogs. We love animals, and so you know, as an alternative reality, I would (laughs) might just have a a dog retreat. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really great. And so that's something that you've identified that you really love caring for animals and, you know, the the dogs make you happy. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of my most happiest times when I'm with my dog. But, wow. But truth be told, I'm also happy when I'm doing my current work. I cannot imagine retiring or ever stopping doing what I'm doing because it's so, so I mean, who knows, maybe it will. But, but uh, at the moment, it's just it's so rewarding. I, I can't imagine doing anything else. So I, I sleep with five dogs, and that's enough. <laughs> maybe I don't need 150. I bet it's not that big. <laughs> I bet it would be really fun. I mean, because you could have other people kind of running the camp and... You can just kind of come hang out there in between all your travels and, and maybe when you're done writing. Oh, it sounds <laughs> idyllic, but I'd probably get involved in running it, so that's why I'm not going to start. <laughs> right. Well, that's lovely. I'm talking to Alan Cohen today. He is the author of many books, one that I'm talking about today, A Deep Breath of Life. And we will be taking your calls. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a unique idea this holiday season? Well, Marie is bundling her CDs and DVDs at exceptionally low prices. Visit her website today and take advantage of this limited time offer. Product bundles are available online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Marie is delighted to announce that she will be teaching two interactive workshops at both Hollyhock locations this year. First up is her intuitive health workshop at the beautiful Cortez Island in British Columbia, June 14th through the 19th. This tranquil setting is the perfect backdrop to invigorate your self-healing skills with intuition. November 8th through the 10th, Marie will be back at Hollyhock, Vancouver, BC location to teach a two and a half day workshop on connecting to guidance. Learn how to open the channels of communication with your guides and tap into vast resources of wisdom. Don't forget to register online at hollyhawk.ca. Like what you hear? Be sure and support the sponsors who support your favorite programs on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hello, and welcome back to the Green Menu Cherry Show. I'm having the privilege and the honor of interviewing Alan Cohen. Alan brings a warm blend of wisdom, intimacy, humor, and vision to the paths of personal, professional, and spiritual growth. He loves to extract lessons from the practical experiences of daily living and finds beauty in the seemingly mundane, which is so true in this lovely book. You talked about um, one of your sports heroes, um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. I read it the other day. Mickey, I'm not a sports person. Do you, do you remember Mickey this? Mickey Mantle. Yes, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah, and you were you were talking about how you had him on this great pedestal, as of yeah. course m- many Americans have, and then you found out that he was an alcoholic and was suffering from the addiction. Right. And that was his greatest accomplishment from his perspective was not drinking anymore. Yeah, you know, she grew up during my time. He was the man. He was the Michael Jackson, the Alex, uh, Michael um, Jordan, or the Alex Rodriguez at that time. I mean, I mean, he was God if you were a kid in my my era. And um, you know, many years later, I I was just flipping channels one day, and there was a 
a news conference that he was giving from the Betty Ford Rehab Center, and he had, he had been a lifelong alcoholic, and he was finally dying of liver disease. And one of the reporters asked him, um, what, what's your legacy? You know, And he said, well, I finally made something of myself. And that shocked me because this guy was the sports star of sports stars, and he never considered himself a success until he faced his alcoholism and conquered it in his own way. Wow. And then afterward, there was this um, magnificent cartoon after he passed away shortly thereafter um, in a newspaper which showed Mickey and um, uh, showed Mickey supposedly in heaven walking arm in arm with God. And Mickey said, uh, uh, I sure made a lot of errors. <laughs> and, and God said to him, yeah, but you gave them a ninth inning they'll never forget. <laughs> Aww. I, I get goosebumps even to this day telling that because it shows you that uh, nobody is beyond redemption. That no matter how, many, how much you mess up, it's all in the service of healing. And once you latch onto that healing vibration, then it all has meaning. Wow. Wow. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and this is what this beautiful book is, A Deep Breath of Life, is all about. You have put in these lovely stories about yourself. I was actually, my youngest daughter is home for a little while, and she happened to be cuddling me, which I always enjoy, even when they're in their 20s. It's mm-hmm. very nice. And we're laying in bed, and I was reading her, you know, an excerpt from the book um, for the day. And it was this lovely story about when you were on a flight, and the flight had landed, and you're getting off the airplane with you know, a few, a hundred other exhausted individuals. And then all of a sudden, and this was obviously before security, um, you had, a, there was a man standing at the end of the corridor who was, had a sign and he was asking someone who was the passenger getting off the airplane to marry him. And it oh, had, yeah. had a big heart on it and how it changed everyone's energy. Like immediately people went from exhaustion, fatigue, frustration, yeah, yeah. just to energy. Like they were all bathed in and happiness, and they were vital once more just from this lovely yeah. interaction. Well, what actually happened is a bit more to it. Uh, yeah. It was a late flight, and it was delayed, like, uh, you know, a couple hours. So uh, and people were bored and bugged, and, you know, it was not a happy flight. And during the flight, the, steward, the flight attendant announced that there was a guy on the plane who was going to uh, proposed to his girlfriend when he got off the plane. <laughs> and he brought like 50 roses or something that for people on the flight to give to her. Oh. And it was all orchestrated um, where they got off. So she was waiting for him, uh, you know, at the gate at that time. And um, it was orchestrated that each person on this flight would give her a rose before he emerged from the plane. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and then finally, and then the, 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 the pilot played a joke, too, and he, they got off the flight, and the pilot says, well, I guess that's it. We're locking up the aircraft, and this guy didn't get off. And finally, <laughs> you know, by, by plan, he emerged like the shining knight. <laughs> and he got down on his knees and proposed to her, and, of course, everybody's standing around watching because they knew what was going on, and they all applauded. She said yes, and it was a very touching moment. And my point in that story was that, you know, everybody was bugged and tired and bored <laughs> on this flight, but, but suddenly at 1 a.m. they came to life because there was an act of love in their presence, and it shows you that tiredness and boredom are, are, are always superseded by the 
presence of life, and that's, I guess, you don't have to propose to somebody in the airport to do that. You can do it anywhere you are. Wow. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> that's really great. That's And thank you for expanding on it so that we know even more detail of what was written in the book. So so when we look at energy, our you know, love is one of those things that can transform a person's body and, yeah. and their mind in their soul so that they can actually become even more creative, let's say, yeah. in resolving their life issues. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the techniques you like to, to share with people? Well, it's pretty simple. Um, do what brings you life and quit doing what deadens you. That's my, <laughs> my two commandments. I boil down the ten to two. And uh, basically I encourage people to follow joy and to make decisions not so much rationally, although that's a factor, but to ask yourself, where does my heart call me today, and who does my heart call me to be with, and what does my heart call me to say? And, you know, what would make today meaningful? What would make today a masterpiece? And um, it's so, so very simple, Maria. It's just, you know, we have all these techniques and religions and strategies for happiness, but the only technique I really know is to do what makes you happy. And, wow. and not postpone it. Don't. There's a book out that I have not read, but I like the title. It's called the five, the five regrets of dying people. Oh yes, it, right. It's written, I haven't read it. It's written by somebody who worked with hospice, and and she, you know, she obviously got the inside scoop on what dying people regret, and uh, you know. But you can figure it out. Nobody nobody regrets not spending more time in the office. You know, it's it's. So don't wait until you have a terminal diagnosis or on your deathbed to to admit what brings you life. How about doing it today, and you probably live a long, happy life, and by the time you leave, you leave with dignity and grace, not not regret. Like having five dogs in your bed? <clears throat> yeah, that's about <laughs> it for me. <laughs> no, it's true. I think that things that bring us happiness are very simple, you yeah. know, that they're not yeah. complicated. Um, I was telling you on, when we were on the break, you know, that I'm a cat person, not a dog person, but I am a grand um, grandmommy to a, a beautiful Pomeranian who's only about two years old. Lucy, my oldest daughter, has a dog, and she is adorable. She's, and it doesn't matter how um, destructive she is; everybody in the family just adores her. <laughs> so no matter how much trouble that beautiful little creature can get into, you just look at that face and you melt. So I think she's preparing all of us for future grandchildren, (laughs) which is really (laughs) fun, which is really fun. Well, we do have some callers who are um, calling, some of them from kind of far away. So I thought we should get on the on on the air with them. And I just want to point out, although I'm happy to offer some tidbits, I, you know, it's not every day you get to talk to Alan Cohen, unless you're going to go fly someplace where he happens to be, or you listen to Hay House Radio and he's taking calls. So um, I, I think it's a great opportunity. We're so lucky to have you. And um, so thank you so much for offering your advice and your wisdom to our callers today. My pleasure. Thank you. Sure. Who do we have, Eric? Let's pop over to Europe and talk to Paul in Belgium. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. So, um, hey, Marie. Hello, uh, Paul. <laughs> I would actually um, exchange your email. Right, last, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Lovely yeah. to hear your voice. Absolutely, yes, likewise. So um, it's very um, it's, um, it's very interesting because uh, I don't want to take too much time, but I have to give a little bit of the context to explain why 
uh, it's a very special uh, time for me to talk to Alan because I had a, a sort of premonition dream last night where I was actually, um, um, I was going through, I woke up this morning with a dream where I was talking to this sort of French, very famous French actor. I'm French myself. And I was talking to this French actor. Uh, I won't mention his name to a friend, Alan, but um, I woke up this morning with this very weird feeling like I was somehow in a setting in a very tropical island, but then talking with this person and having a very close um, talk to that person. And, um, and I thought I woke up this morning, I wrote it in my dream journal, and then uh, later on today, I actually looked at uh, Alan's website, and actually that French actor resembles exactly um, Alan's, actually, face. So it was very, very uh, interesting for me. And, um, um, and the funny part of it is that I was actually uh, yesterday having a dinner with um, a dear friend of mine about life coaching. Oh. Wow. There we go. They, so you actually had a, a precognitive dream about hanging out with Alan Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're obviously very tuned in. You have very good taste in handsome actors and life coaches. <laughs> but, but kidding aside, I, I really want to honor you, you know, you being lined up and, and tuned in. It sounds like it's a wonderful bunch of synchronicities. Absolutely. And um, and it was very funny because I was actually, before going to sleep, I was reading the book of John Holland, uh, um, The Power of the Soul. And uh, he's talking about dreams. And I, I had this sort of meditation before and some affirmation work. And uh, it was beautiful to see how, uh, how it all worked. And um, so I actually, I might, uh, I might join your program, Alan. Wow, that Lovely. would be fantastic. And so for more information, people can go to alancohen.com to find all about the coaching programs that you offer. Mm. And you seem to attract, you know, people like Paul, who are just you know, very aware, open, ready to get great, you know, work done. I mean, you seem to really attract individuals like that to your program. Yeah, we attract some people who are really ripe and ready to mobilize their talents and, uh, you know, we attract people who want to become professional life coaches or people who want to use their uh, life coaching skills either in law or real estate or parenting or teaching or whatever. So it's it's a lovely thing to watch people blossom and bloom and have their light shine and then spill over to others. So, I, I you know, it's the most fun thing I do these days besides sleep with my dog. <laughs> That's really great. Thank you so much, Paul, for calling into the show all the way from Belgium. Sure, absolutely. Thank you very much. And I just had another quick question, Mary, for you, if you can answer it. All right. And uh, is that I actually, um, I was just, um, I've been trying to have some connection with my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm keep, I keep getting, I mean, the feeling I'm getting is that uh, you're doing great. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> I think that is absolutely right on. I mean, how could they be, I mean, they're thrilled by everything that you're doing. You're really stepping out of your own comfort zone and trying on new hats that you adore and that seem to fit surprisingly on top of your head. Um, so yes, there is ecstatic about your growth. I think right. you're doing a great job translating that. Wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, for being uh, um, well uh, miracle workers. Have you uh, put it in your program, Alan? In uh, what was it? A seminar on course in miracles. Uh, yes, I have course in miracles seminar and life coaching seminar. It's, it's all on my website if you want to poke around. 
Right, right, right. So thanks, thanks for the great work. Thank you, Mary. Thank as well. you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Thanks for calling in all the way from Europe. It's lovely. Very lovely. Thank you. Bye-bye. So who else do we have, Eric? Well, as long as we're in Europe, we might as well pop over to Switzerland as well and talk to Johanna. Hello? Hello. How are you, Johanna? Hello? Hello? Can you hear us? Hello. I'm I'm good. A bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the air with Alan Cohen. Yeah, hello. Um, Hi, Johanna. So I'm calling also um, from Europe, from Switzerland. Also a long way. It's nighttime. (laughs) Um, actually, I, I had a question for, for Mary. I, I did send you an email. With, we exchanged a few messages on Facebook recently. I don't know if you remember. Yes, yes, I do remember. Yes, yes. Thank you so very much. I took the opportunity you offered me, and I called. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, yes. That's good. So here um, on the reader board, it says that you're at a crossroads in life, correct? That's yes. what you're thinking mm-hmm. about? So before I offer any words, I'd, I'd love to know what Alan has to say about that as well, because that's part of your expertise, mm-hmm. don't you think, Alan, about helping people okay. when they're in this, that struggle, that internal struggle, that yes. you, you help them find the light, so to speak. Yes, just say a little more about it. I didn't hear the whole conversation. Just give me a brief summary, dear. Um, um, I'll say the last three years have been very transformative for me. Um. And so now I feel, I feel closer and closer to who I really am. I feel I very see. free in my choices, and I feel, I feel actually very happy. I see. Um, but um, it's more professionally. I, I I'm in a job now, and I feel it's really not for me anymore because I've changed. I yeah. can't identify with this way of working anymore. Really not. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's becoming very hard to. Yes. Stay on this job. I, I still have to stay because I don't know yet what the, what's coming next. I see. I see. So I'm having a hard time every day just finding the motivation to do my job properly. It's a really resisting kind of. And at the same time, I would like to be open to to see the signs that come and show me what comes next. I see. Okay, lots of good material. First of all, it's all good that it's good that you're outgrowing your job. Maybe your soul is becoming too big for the office. And so it's very important that you are honest that this job does not suit you anymore. So that's, that's a good thing. It means that something else is calling you that's bigger and lighter and freer. At the same time, if you have to stay, don't let your resistance wear your batteries down because that's going to hurt you. So... As long as you feel you must stay, make it a game. Make it a joyful game. Use your opportunities for spiritual connection. Use your opportunities for healing and for creativity. So while you're still there, make the most of it. And at the same time, pursue your joy. In any free time you have in the evenings or weekends, do what you believe is your true talent and step in your true direction. And you'll find that the law of attraction will naturally segue you from what is not you to what is you. Does that does that make sense to you, Johanna? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that whole part about keeping your energy, because people get drained when they're in a place yeah. like this, you know, where they, they, they're all excited and they can't wait till something happens and they can feel it, but it's <laughs> exactly. not there yet. And then they get disappointed and then their energy starts to go uh-huh. down. And, and I, I think also all, all those ideas are absolutely wonderful too stay connected to the things that make you happy, is to just imagine it's already happened, not 
not that you know what it is because the universe is, you know, many million times more unlimited than we could possibly imagine, but that you've already gotten there, you know, feeling that for a few minutes every day uh, can energize you and help with that, what Ellen said, that magnetism of universal law so that it, it comes every day in a little bit of a way where you feel hope and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. And congratulations. Yeah, I'm to do that. Actually, I yeah. listened to a few of your, a few interviews, and I'm picking a few tips here and there <laughs> and trying them out. Um, but um, I was also interested in, in trying to walk this this path uh, maybe even more consciously, like I, um, with with the company of my spirit guides more consciously, if possible. So my question was also, um, can you tell me something about um, them or how many of them or if there's a message for me now. You know what's so sweet is I think spirit guides speak through everything. Like Alan has five that sleep with him every single night. (laughs) I mean, those are adorable, amazing spirit guides, those beautiful dogs. Um, Your guides tell me that you're already in connection with them, so you're already communicating with them. You're already having this context with them, but they say that you just don't necessarily trust it. You know, you have a moment where you go, oh, my gosh, I think I'm hearing spirit. I'm feeling it. And then you, um, you know, may question it and then it may f- feel like it fades away. So when you have those moments to stay in them longer, um, I think would be very mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so okay, much for calling. Call- yes. Uh, just one thing. Did you say <laughs> how many? You have eight from what I can see. Eight. OK. Mm-hmm. And I, I was told that I would change uh, teams, <laughs> like I would get a new team soon. I don't know if it's the new team or if it's still the old one. I don't know if you see that. I can't really tell. I mean, I just see eight. Yeah. I don't know if they're new or it's old, but it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. both of you. So, yeah, Alan, Alan, do you feel like your dogs are your uh, spiritual guides? I think they're the clearest representation of God's innocence that I see. Wow. Wow. That, um, yes, I think they might indeed be my guides. And uh, I learned so much from being with their simple joy and loyalty and honesty and innocence and cuddleability. It's just uh, they're as much of my guru as any person that I've ever met. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm having the pleasure and the honor of interviewing Alan Cohen today on the show. And we're going to take a little break here. We'll be right back. This coming March, Marie will be making her way back to the East Coast. She's excited to announce that she will be attending the Virginia Festival of the Book, March 20th through the 24th. Before Marie heads off to Charlottesville, She will make a stop in Asheville, North Carolina at Malaprop's Bookstore, Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. Marie will give a talk and sign copies of Intuitive Self-Healing. Find out more about these events and others in 2013 at energyintuitive.com. Wisdom Within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer Lindsay Paul and animal intuitive and healer Shauna Fisher. From your lunch break to vacation, from your car to your kitchen, From despair to newfound awareness, join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul. 
Become a Reiki Master the weekend of March 1st through March 3rd at the Hyatt House in Redmond, Washington. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for more details. Are you eco-conscious? What about being humane-conscious, too? Choosing to live humanely includes buying cruelty-free products, learning where our food comes from, and how animals are treated. On Living Humane, we explore how our choices for humane living are ever-expanding. Join us next week when we'll speak with David Lee, president and co-founder of the Field Roast Grain Meat Company right here in Seattle, and Amanda Strombaum of the Vegetarians of Washington, right here on Living Humane on Alternative Talk 1150. Notice anything different? You should. There's no other station like Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to Marie Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in what was for a second snowy Seattle. And now we're just back to regular kind of almost winter. Soggy. Kind of, soggy yeah, Seattle. Soggy Seattle. <laughs> and of course, Alan lives in Maui, so he's in sunny, beautiful. Gore- What's the temperature there today? Oh, it's in the mid-70s. Oh, dang, yeah. As usual, somebody has to do it. I know, right? It's just awful. I don't know how you do it. Uh, <laughs> most recently, Alan was featured in, as the presenter in the acclaimed documentary, Finding Joe, which, by the way, you sent me that, and it is lovely. I loved every moment of it. It's celebrating the teachings of visionary mythologist Joseph Campbell. It was just gorgeous. So thank you for that. If you haven't seen that DVD, I highly recommend that... You purchase it and watch it and share it with your friends. It, it, it was just wonderful. So what a great um, project that you were a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if people want to know more about your coaching programs or the Course in Miracle programs that you provide, they can go to alancohen.com. That's right. And they can find you on Facebook and Twitter and I'm sure every other place around, <laughs> right? <laughs> All those lovely social media aspects. So in, how long is the coaching program? Uh, the next one we have is a five-month program. It begins March 1st, and uh, basically we help people become a professional life coach or apply life coaching skills uh, to the current profession or personal life. There are uh, 14 one-hour teleseminars, a 40-lesson online course, a four-day retreat in Maui, uh, wow. personal coaching with me, and lots and lots of group support. It's a small group. It's limited to 16 and it's holistically based, so it's a very unique niche, and uh, it really changes lives. Even irrespective of the coaching uh, profession, uh, people who participate get transformed. Wow! Oh, oh, that's amazing. Oh, that sounds and okay. Just going to Hawaii sounds really great. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, to come to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, it's a great reason. So you share the island with, of course, lots of people. But Wayne Dyer is a dear friend of yours. Yeah, yeah. and a neighbor. Uh, Doreen Virtue lives here, too. Oh, I didn't people. know that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know Ram Das is there as well. 
Ram, I can almost see Ramdas's house from mine. It's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys hang out? Like, do you guys have a Doreen Virtue, Ram Das, Wayne Dyer luncheon with uh, Alan Cohen? Wayne travels. Uh, Ram Das and I don't. So we get Ram Das and I get together for dinner once in a while. Oh. Really sweet man. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, I saw him recently when I was on the island for a retreat with Eckhart Tolle. It was yeah. my first time seeing him, and he is lovely. It's all heart. What a what a true spiritual teacher. I just love him, love him. So really, because it, it, I've, I've read a lot about you, you know, over the years, you've been surrounded, of course, you are a spiritual teacher yourself, but you've been surrounded by with teachers your whole life. Yeah, I, I feel very graced, Maria. I've, uh, some of the one most wonderful teachers you can imagine have been around me, and I've learned so much from them. I just... Uh, I think it's a life of grace, really. I think we're all graced. I think we just have to let it in. Wow. That's amazing. I was reading for tomorrow, um, if you go out and get the book, A Deep Breath of Life, in its 15th edition, by the way, which is quite remarkable, um, for January 11th, because 11 is one of my favorite numbers in the world, um, it's called Big Love, Big Fear, The True Calls Forth Everything Unlike Itself. It's from yeah. A Course of Miracles. And it's yeah. kind of like what we've been talking about today, too, you know, about really allowing yourself to connect to what you love. Yeah. Well, usually when you're about to take a big step forward, any fear, ego, resistance comes up and goes booga booga. And what I, what I tell my people in training is that uh, every time I step forward to claim a big new yes, all of my old no's, N-O apostrophe S, come back to greet me. And so it's really a powerful thing to reframe an upset or a block or resistance as a sign that you must be getting closer to the light because if you weren't, this challenge wouldn't come up. And, and that way you make a challenge as your friend and you take every minus and turn it into a plus with a stroke of vertical awareness. Wow. Okay, we could do a whole show on just what you just said. <laughs> that was wonderful. That was absolutely wonderful. And although I could talk for five more hours about that, because that was very profound, you have to actually go to your next show, which is you, the Alan Cohen Show. Um, yeah, I do a show on Hay House Radio every week. And uh, just like you, it's fun to connect with people around the world. Oh, Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure for me. And I know for everyone who's listening and people around the world who listen to you and who get to listen to you in a few in about 10 minutes or eight minutes, I should say, as you get ready to do your Hay House radio show. Yeah. Well, it's always a delight to be with you. And you will be on my show next week. So if people want to get another taste of you, uh, go to hayhouseradio.com. Look up me as the, uh, the show host. And you'll find out how to tune in on uh, Marie and I next week, uh, January 17th. And you can call in and we'll continue our conversation then. Wonderful. Thank you, Alan. Have a beautiful day. Kiss those dogs for for me. Always a pleasure. Be well. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So even though Alan's going back to enjoying Maui, we're going to stay here in our little soggy Seattle. (laughs) Although tomorrow I take off for for, um, Phoenix, actually. I'm going to be in Tempe at the Changing Hands Bookstore. I'm giving a book talk on Friday night, and then I'm teaching a workshop the next day about embracing and manifesting wonderful things for 2013. Um, That's from noon to 5 on Saturday, although Alyssa's reminding me that class is sold out. Um, But I will be there on Friday giving a book talk and signing books, um, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to do. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. And I actually get to maybe wear a dress or a skirt. 
I don't think I'm going to have to wear boots because it's about 70 degrees there right now, which is really nice. It's kind of like Maui, actually. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So why don't we go ahead and take, um, we have a few more callers on the line. Sounds like a good idea. Let's get to some American listeners for once, shall we? Let's talk to Maureen in uh, Port Orchard. Hi, Maureen. Hi. Hello. What can I do for you today? Um, sorry, that's my phone. It's talking to me. <laughs> um, I um, have been retired now for about six months, mm-hmm. and a lot of opportunities have come my way since then. And um, I've been taking all kinds of different healing modalities for years and years and years and years and, and never used a lot of them. And all of a sudden, these last several months, all kinds of opportunities have come my way to go heal people. Wonderful. And Wonderful. what I was wondering, um, I'd like to make this a, uh, a career, mm-hmm. um, like a second career. So my question is, what do you see that I need to learn, need to do? Because I really want to be a very good healer. I just don't want to put my hands on people or do energy work and then think it's done. I really want to give them a really good healing, even though I know sometimes it's up to the person. It's always up to the person, always, 100%. It's up to the person. Everything for us as an individual is up to us. You know, we are the creators of our life, even the creators of our own healing. Healers provide opportunities so that individuals can take of it or not take of it. What I would work on is letting go of your need to be a great healer. I would prefer that you think about having a blast, having a really great time, because you're going to run a lot more um, powerful, high vibrational energy if you're having fun, like how Alan says his dogs bring him the greatest joy. And he keeps his dogs around him, even sleeps with them, so that he can be filled up with that vibrancy and that energy. So try to be less hard on yourself about it or put a lot of pressure on yourself to be a great healer. I think greatness comes from pure passion, and excitement, and gratitude, and not so much from us trying to make sure that we won't make a mistake. So that's what I would practice on. And then the other thing is just to practice, 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 practice. Because uh, there are many beings outside of the physical realm that help healers in the healing profession. And they do that while we're doing the work, um, because that's when the energy is is forming the most momentum. So that would be the um, the best two things I can think of to offer as advice right now. Is there anybody I should ask, like um, uh, Michael, Archangel Michael, or anybody that could um, like help me increase this energy flow? You certainly could, but it, just like there are, you know, millions of people here to help and assist the human race, like physicians and nurses and policemen and lawyers and all kinds of people in the world to help the human race. There are billions of beings in the non-physical realm that are here to help in the evolutionary process of humans. So you can certainly ask for the love and light of Archangel Michael, but there are all kinds of beings that they're really dedicated to help individuals learn to be great at their craft, no matter what it is, from playing the violin to um, learning to paint one's house to moving energy in another person's body. Okay, because I really have enjoyed the work I've done. Great. Um, I have enjoyed it, and I think I really like doing this, but then you're right, I'd probably get too serious about it. Yeah, have fun. Because I really do want to help these people. Yeah, but but it's really not your job. I know that sounds weird, but even when... I know what you mean. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, your job is to have fun, and I promise you, in that joy, you will be helping them. 
do any of the chakras have anything to do with my re, my my um the energy that I receive and put on the person? I'm not sure of your question. Well, I mean, um, do I have to have all the chakras clear, or does it not really matter? Just I think it's the energy. I think it's always important for all of us, no matter what line of work we're in, or if if caring for our home is our full time profession, is to help maintain the beautiful energy in our own bodies. But I, I'm not seeing anything that you need to focus on in particular. Okay, all so right. I'll just keep working and practicing. Yeah, have fun. And I really, I re, I do, and I like it. Good. And have I a like wonderful it. time. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. We'll take one last phone call sure, really, sure. really we quick. we got to be quick, though. Let's yes. talk to Marie in Seattle. Hi, Marie. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Thank you. How did you get the name, Marie? Because I don't meet very many people my age, Marie. They're usually like 95. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have wonderful 95-year-old Catholic parents that told me that when I was born. But a quick question, I know yes. you're running out of time, and yes. I'm just wondering what you can pick up in my energy fields, not only in myself, but my current living conditions that could be affecting my health. Well, believe it or not, your energy system looks really good. So what that means is that what's happening with your health is more from your thoughts, not from what's going on in your energy system. You have a really strong and powerful mind. Did you know that? Oh, I do. And I it's... had a little scare with cancer this fall. So I was like, why is that manifesting now? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not sure why you had a scare with cancer, but I'm glad the scare is over with. Me I'm very too. glad. It's wonderful. Congratulations. You should be very proud of yourself. Um, I would work really hard on making sure that the thoughts that are coming into your mind are affirming and supportive because your mind is so powerful, more powerful than the average person, mm-hmm. that when you think negative or self-hurtful thoughts, it has almost an effect on you that's 10 times stronger than the average person. Mm-hmm. So so you have to be even more careful than than most people. It, but the great thing is if you have a positive thought, it's going to be 10 times more positive for you. Mm, great. So that's what I would focus on. But no, your energy system looks great, which is another great thing about your health and your recovery. So I hope you, that you feel good about yourself. And my home situation? Well, it's very chaotic. And I don't have, it is. It, <laughs> it is. It's very chaotic. And I don't have time to go into the whole thing about it because I do have to go off the air. But I, I think if you even work on what we just talked about, it could drastically change your home life as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a blessed day. And you too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Alan, again. And I'll see you guys all on an airplane tomorrow. Maybe we'll get some roses and we'll watch some sort of lovely proposal. Joyful blessings. Bye-bye. 